But as long as you don't know, we don't know things will be just fine. Everything can be in a state of total bliss when ignorance is your state of mind. I will feed you just what you want to hear. Wash it down with what you will accept. Bet you'll eat it up because you're too dumb to look it up yourself. As long as there's that crowd to support us, no one would dare put up a fight. Like we're doing it just right.
Well, hello once again, and welcome to another edition of the Brother Chuck Podcast from the Church of Common Sense and our weekly countdown of the sins that will do you in for the week ending November 25th, the last week in November 2023. By now, you're saying, where has the year gone? Here's hoping that you and yours had a great Thanksgiving week. It's been a crazy week, a lot going on, starting to see some of the winter weather hit into the Northeast specifically and into the Rocky Mountain states. I chatted with a friend over the last week that said they were expecting their first real blanket of snow up into Dakota. So there's a lot of that going on. And what that's going to mean is there'll be a lot of folks working from home. So we start off our podcast this week from our We Ain't Got a Clue department about the true effect of working from home and the sin of deception, which comes in at sin number five on our countdown to the sins we'll do you in. If working from home was such a good thing, why is it a bad thing now when winter weather uh, is likely to keep a lot of people from making it into work? I mean, why not just stay home? Reports are now, because if workers do that, one snow day is estimated to cost the northern states in the United States as much as $2.6 billion in lost wages, plus an additional $800 plus million in retail sales. As a matter of fact, almost $900 million. They say around $870 million. These are estimates, of course. Now, this is according to um, one of these groups called International Global Insight. So, enter into the scene another expense at the taxpayer's wallet, road salt. Yes, you see, this time of year, local, municipal governments, counties, state governments pour millions and millions of dollars into road salt so people can make it to work. Now, this is good for some economies. For instance, uh, reserve-rich states like Kansas do well. We also get some salt from Canada, so it's good for our neighbors to the north. And then we get some from South America, like Chile. But here's the downside of that. With road salt, 10 times more chlorine and caustic soda gets slathered on the roads and sidewalks And that goes into processed foods, according to the U.S. Geological Survey. Road salt's corrosion of bridges, vehicles, concrete also racks up another $5 billion in damages. I recall one time hearing a story about a guy who moved from the north and traded in a truck on a new truck at a uh, dealership in Louisiana. They hadn't bothered to do an inspection as to how much damage had been done by the road salt since he had moved and had been driven in the snow for the last several years. But then there's more. Forget the $5 billion in damages to the roads, bridges, concrete, things like that. The U.S. more than doubles the $2.3 billion spent by state and local agencies to plow and salt highways. you got to pay the snow plow guy something. So then there's that. And it can end up in our bodies. After doing its job melting the ice, guess what? The road salt runs off into the soil, and it gets into the streams. That can be especially dangerous to our freshwater supplies. For instance, last year, the 
U.S. Geological Survey found unsafe levels of chlorine in 29% of urban streams in the north. So, if it's so bad, and it's going to cost us so much, why don't we just allow people to work from home? Well, then we go back to those lost wages. You know, there's that $900 million in in retail that will be lost per day. $2.6 billion in lost wages. But I don't understand why we wouldn't pay them and why they can't work from home. They certainly work from home in the pandemic. But now that winter weather is here, they can't work from home. I don't get this. I'm sorry. This is just, it's foreign to me. And that's why I say it falls under the sin of deception. All this time that the magical monster that was going to do us all in, and that beast that the media and the government used at free will called COVID, uh, t- allowed us to stay home and work from home. There was no talk about the $2.6 billion in lost wages a day or the $870 million in retail sales then. Oh, no. But now that bad weather has come, well, you got to come to work. And then there's that road salt thing, so that's just more money. If you hadn't figured out yet, this is all about deception. It's all about the government using what they want to use when they want to use it. And as long as we ain't got a clue what they're doing, guess what? <laughs> they keep getting away with it. Brother Chuck here with the pulpit of the Church of Common Sense and the sins that will do you in. Well, hello there, and happy Turkey Day week. Yes, it is Thanksgiving 2023. Brother Chuck here from the pulpit of a Church of Common Sense. And we're coming to you a little bit early this week because we have Thanksgiving Day NFL action. Yes, as always, three big matchups on Thanksgiving Day and then even a game on Friday. And, of course, the regular Sunday matchups. We'll talk about them all with our friend in high places. Traffic reporter I.B. High in the Sky is with us right now. I.B., how'd you wind up last week? Well, Chuck and Bibby, whenever they were sitting, yeah. I went 9-5. and five. Of course, it should have been 10-4, and four, but I forgot about the Taylor Swift tour that was taking place in Argentina. Oh, you did, did you? Well, you know, Taylor's absence at the game and, you know, the Kelsey brothers playing against each other oh, and her not being able to uh, be there to support uh, Travis. I got it. Well, you see, it is what it is. I understand. I, uh, thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Moving on to week number 12 in the NFL. Not doing too bad. Yeah. 94 wins, 69 losses so far okay. this year. That's not bad. And we'll take a look at uh, the week of number 12 and see what it looks like. All right. Starting off in the NFC North. NFC North. Somebody said the last time that the Detroit Lions were 8-2 to start the year, mm-hmm. believe it or not, there were still places where black people weren't allowed in restaurants in Motown. All right, that's enough. Well, let's just put it this way. I think they're referring to the 1960s. Anyway, Lions looking good, feeling good. Motown's all excited. Lions 8-2 going into this game against the Green Bay Packers. And I'm telling you, they're going to be 9-2 when it's all said and done. And Motown will be even happier. Right, now, that's the first game, of course, on Turkey Day, Thanksgiving Day. Then we move on to the Dallas Cowboys. Right. I got a look at Jerry Jones the other day for the first time in quite a while. Games on one of those special shows that we're talking about, the Thanksgiving game coming up between the Deadskins, now known as the Washington Commanders, right. and the Dallas Cowboys. Of course. I didn't know it was Jerry at first. I thought that HBO was showing reruns of Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in 
this all-important battle of the NFC East, Cowboys easily on Turkey Day over the Washington Commodores there. Right. And then finally, the last game mm-hmm. on Thursday is the Battle of the West, the San Francisco 49ers going to Seattle to battle with the Seattle Seahawks. Right. 49ers 7-3, but they got some juice back to them over the last couple of weeks. Seahawks 6-4. and Chucky, I'm putting my money on Frisco even though they'd be on the road. Argue now. Now, we got a game on Friday. Yes, we do. Oh, yes. Got an all-important AFC East matchup on Friday between the New York Jets at home against the Finns. Yes. The Miami Dolphins. Right. Dolphins 7-3. Jets mm-hmm. had great anticipation at the beginning of the year. Still have great anticipation, but that's all they got. Okay. This game will go to Miami when it's all said and done. Miami to win. All right, moving on to the Sunday matchups. we got a good one between Atlanta and New Orleans. We'll get to that in just a second. First uh, of all, yeah. poor Joe Burrow. I know. Out for the season, it looks like, and that is not good news for the Bengals. No, it's not. Worst news for the Bengals, they got to take on the Steelers, who are getting hotter every week this week. So what do you think? Huh? Even though it's in Cincy, yeah. IB says put your money on the Steelers there. Okay. Titans at home against the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. Panthers with a record of 1-9. and nine. Right. They'll be 1-10 and ten after this one in Tennessee <laughs> on Sunday. Give that one to the Titans. It won't even be that exciting. All right, Tennessee. Colts at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Both teams at hope for better. Right. Yeah, Indianapolis will get the best of this one on Sunday over the Bucks. Giants and the New England Patriots. Right. Man, when was the last time a Bill Belichick win? A Bill Belichick team was only two wins this late in the season. I can't remember. Well, they'll get win number three. Then. And they'll be even with the Giants, so they got three wins themselves. But this will take place in the Big Apple there. A squeaker from the New England Patriots there. Patriots to win. Now, Jacksonville Jaguars travel down I-10 to yep. take on the Houston Texans. Right. right. Texans looking a little bit better than people thought they would. Six and four. Yep. Man, I got to go with the Peterson squad here, seven and three. Yep. I think they'll be eight and three when everything is said and done on Sunday. Jaguars. Then, Sunday afternoon, Denver Broncos started out looking hapless, looking better every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people ain't laughing so much at Sean Payton anymore. He's five and five now. Yep. He's going to be six and five after this weekend because mm-hmm. they take it on the Cleveland Browns. Going to be a good game. IB says Denver a little bit better than Cleveland at home in the Mile High City. Broncos. Arizona Cardinals, better than their two and nine record, but not good enough to beat the L.A. Rams this weekend when the Rams come to town in Phoenix. Put your money on L.A. there. Rams. And then finally on Sunday night, yeah. we got the Las Vegas Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. I'm not even going to make a Taylor Swift prediction, but I am going to make a prediction that Kansas City will bounce back from their loss on Monday night against the Eagles to beat the Vegas Raiders on Sunday night. All right, Chiefs. Monday night, yes. Eagles and the Buffalo Bills. Right. Buffalo 6-5, and five, mm-hmm. probably going to drop to 6-6. Six and six. Oh. Eagles so hot right now, yeah. probably be the only 10-win team in the NFL after this weekend. All right, Eagles then. Finally, yes. the Saints and the Atlanta Falcons. What do you think? What can you say about the New Orleans Saints? Not much. It's one of them kind of years. Mm-hmm. They looked great. Yes, they did. People thought they would be great. Yes, they did. And then they turned into the Saints. <laughs> now, they got to go to Atlanta to play the Dirty Birds. Uh-huh. And the Dirty Birds looked better at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Then they took a little swag. They always play a little bit better than they played the, the, the Saints, though. Right. And IB says, Yes. <sighs> New Orleans will take home a loss. Oh, no. To the Dirty Birds after this weekend. You think so? Yeah, I hate to pick it, mm. but Chucky, yeah. they are the Saints after all. Well, so there you go, week number 12 in the NFL. We'll yeah. see how it all shapes out. Happy Turkey Day, Eaton. You know, enjoy some cranberry sauce. I'll be high in the sky. I'll be having a wonton with you should be too. <laughs> ah, so, a Japanese Chinese pilot. <laughs> we'll see you next week for week number 13. <laughs> all right, I'll be high as football predictions week number 12 here from the Church of Common Sense and the Brother Chuck's podcast. 
We rolled on with our countdown of the sins that will do you in for the week ending November 25th, 2023. And sin number four this week is the sin of laziness. And as we were discussing the work from home idea, it appears that uh, we have now found another reason that wasn't such a great idea after all, because it turns some workers into lazy workers. I mean, not, not really, we didn't see that coming. There were jokes about it. The uh, nighttime shows that, that, that did their uh, late-night talk shows without an audience joked about doing them with their sweatpants because you couldn't see behind the desk. Now people could do that in Zoom meetings. They have a shirt and a tie on, but they're sitting in their boxer shorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Laziness. You know, that morning commute, which uh, actually... Uh, became instead of from 8 till 9 from 8 45 to 9 o'clock because you got up and maybe just ran a brush through your hair didn't even go to the shower i do know that one national broadcast company uh was big on the zoom meetings during the whole work from home deal and it finally had to uh, necessitate a memo being sent out to the employees listen please don't do your zoom meeting from your bed <laughs> don't don't do it in your night clothes. <laughs> Comb your hair. Look somewhat presentable. Well, now, from the scent of laziness, which comes in, it's in number four on our countdown this week, Amazon has discovered uh, that that is a real deal. And they have begun laying off several hundred people in guess which division? Their Alexa division. Mm hmm. Yes. And that's all part of the ongoing AI thing. You know, if you want to know something these days, you want to know the temperature, what weather forecast is going to be, what the score of the football game was last night. You just ask Alexa, in some cases, Siri, but Amazon in particular, because it has Alexa. So now Amazon says that they are cutting jobs. Several hundred of them, as a matter of fact, in the Alexa division, they say it's part of the broader belt tightening that's been underway since last year. The vice president of Alexa and Fire TV sent a note to staffers last week informing them of the possible job cuts, according to a copy of the memo shared by an insider with Amazon. The note said, quoting here, as we continue to invent, we're shifting some of our efforts to better align with our business priorities and what we know matters most to customers, which includes maximizing our resources and efforts focused on generative AI. The uh, memo was reported by a, a thing called Greek Wire, and it went on to say the shifts are leading Amazon to discontinue some initiatives, which is resulting in several hundred roles being eliminated, which is a nice, very glitzy, glamorous way of saying, listen, your job may be in jeopardy here. And why is that? Well... Because of laziness. Yes. You see, people stopped doing their job and allowed AI to do their job for them. And then Amazon said, well, if AI is going to do all the work, what do we need these people for? Now, they didn't specify in the memo which exact initiatives they'll be winding down, but they did say it was several hundred jobs. Uh, the company reaching out to employees, not only in the United States, but also in Canada, who were affected. Plus, 
It's not stopping there. Staffers in India will be notified as well. Timing in other regions is dependent on the local regulations. The Amazon CEO has been in cost-cutting mode ever since last year as the company tries to shore up due to the economic downturn and slowing growth in their core retail business. Amazon initiated the largest layoffs in their history. You probably didn't hear about it, but they cut more than 27,000 jobs. They also axed many of their unprofitable initiatives. They had cut devices in their device, uh, cut employees, I should say, in their devices and services division, and that includes Alexa. Coming onto the scene in 2014, Amazon has made big investments in Alexa and assigning top talent to grow the technology, largely at the direction of Jeff Bezos himself. Bezos, who pitched Alexa, strongly believed that the voice technology would play a key role in how people interact with computers in the future. At one point, with their Alexa and Echo platforms, Amazon had as many as 5,000 people working for that division. Alexa and digital assets, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Alexa and digital assistants like it were once what were thought of as groundbreaking technology, but now they face increasing competition from artificial intelligence and chatbox, OpenAI's ChatGPT. In September, Amazon teased updates to Alexa that are tied to generative AI such as composing messages on behalf of users. The unit overseeing Alexa also has a new leader. After longtime devices head Dave Limp left to join Bezos' rocket company, Blue Origin, Limp was succeeded by veteran Microsoft executive Panis Panay. In the meantime, big executives say Amazon remains encouraged by the progress they're making with Alexa, noting that users have interacted with the virtual assistant tens of millions of times every hour. And it's quick to say there's more than 500 million Alexa devices in consumers' homes. I have one in my home myself. I use it quite frequently. I can't say to this day that my use of the device has cost me one penny. I mean, it's free. It's hooked up to my whatever account. You can ask it whatever you want. Watching a movie on TV, you want to know what year the movie came out? You don't have to go to your computer anymore and look it up. And you see, therein lies a lot of the problem. If you go and look up something on the computer, there's a good chance you'll get an ad for McDonald's or, you know, even for Amazon itself to buy something, shop at Walmart, blah, 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 order this, sexual aids, chat rooms, games to download. But it doesn't happen with Alexa. You ask Alexa and Alexa spits out the answer and doesn't even do it by inserting a commercial. You know, maybe the idea is to get Alexa to do some personality endorsements. You know, hey, Alexa, um, what's the temperature going to be tonight? Tonight, it'll be 32 degrees. By the way, this would be a great time to invest in a fireplace from Lowe's. I mean, has anybody thought of that? Might be the answer. Far be it from me. Laziness, though. People using Alexa and AI to do their jobs, now losing their jobs because of it. Brother Chuck here from the pulpit of the Church of Common Sense. And the good old-fashioned internet is smarter than me. Well, I went online to 
best time to water my plants And the forecast said dress for the 70s So I put on my bell-bottom pants Then point and click and just that quick I ordered delivery Next time I'll specify pizza when I say I want a 12-inch Supreme <laughs> Blame it on the internet without question I'd have never done it without a certified cyber indoor suggestion It's the greatest resource or excuse that you will ever get If it ain't what you want or you thought that it might be Just blame it on the internet <laughs> Now the directions that take a ride right after you've left the center of the center I did what it said until I found a sign that read, do not enter. But that celebrity weight loss plan really is amazing. I done finished them two weeks of meals in less than four days. <laughs> Blame it on the internet without question. See, I'd have never done it without a certified cyber endorsed suggestion. It's the greatest resource for excuse that you will ever get If it ain't what you want or thought that it might be Just blame it on the internet See, you can build a boat, train a goat Put in a pool or drain a moat All the keys to success, the possibilities are endless a little patience is all it takes Don't worry if you make a mistake You got the perfect alibi When someone asks you why <laughs> Blame it on the internet Without question Just say I'd have never done it Without a certified cyber indoor suggestion It's the greatest resource or excuse That you will ever get If it ain't what you want Without question, you know I'd have never done it without a certified cyber indoor suggestion. It's the greatest resource or excuse that you will ever get. If it ain't what you want or thought that it might be, all you gotta do is blame it on the internet. That's right, just blame it on the internet. So as we roll on with our countdown of the sins that will do you in, and we're up to sin number three this week, by the way, and it is the sin of apathy. Yes, the sin of apathy. Because if you don't do something, something's going to get done you can't do nothing about. And today, that involves the new, oh-so-popular, and jammed-down-our-throat woke mentality. Now, you know, over the past several decades, the media has played a big part in suggesting that we accept everything from multicultural marriages to homosexuality in the workplace, and now it's transgender 
and woke mentality for those that want to assign a certain gender to themselves that maybe they weren't born with. Well, while we have sat by and said nothing about this largely for fear of losing our jobs, being punished, being scorned in public, maybe we ought to take a look at how the rest of the world views the situation and, quite frankly, views us as a country for the way we are approaching the situation. Let's take, for instance, same-sex marriage. Now, I'll go on record as saying I don't have a problem with same-sex marriage. I don't have a problem with same-sex marriage, just like I don't have a problem with black people marrying white people, Chinese marrying white people, Hispanic people marrying black people, Portuguese marrying Japanese. I, I, I don't care. That doesn't bother me in the least. If you're in love, I think you ought to get married, and I think it ought to be the same way with couples, be they lesbian, be they homosexual couples, or whatever. But aside from that, there are certain countries that say, we're just not going to have that here. And one of them is our biggest allies in technology, in finance, in customer support. Yes, that would be the country of India. Some things that we take for granted here and have become apathetic about to accept, we don't consider how other people might view us. The top court, the five-member Supreme Court in India, recently ruled unanimously to decline requests for gay marriage and to legalize gay marriage in the country of India. In doing so, the Supreme Court argued, they basically kicked the can down the road or tossed the ball to someone else, said that it was up to Parliament to make laws recognizing and regulating same-sex marriage. While this is seen as a landmark ruling and a setback for the LGBTQ plus community in India, which... I'm to learn is quite large. The Supreme Court of India did broaden the definition of discrimination, telling the government to establish fundamental protections for certain gay citizens. Now, this ruling comes five years after India's Supreme Court repealed a colonial era law outlawing same sex intercourse. Now, if you Read between the lines here, it's, it's really quite odd. And I don't know that much about East Indian culture and won't even pretend to delve into what they might be thinking. But the Supreme Court of India struck down five years ago a law saying that you couldn't have sex, but they kicked down the road the fact that you could get married. So is that somehow basically uh, saying that, you know, okay, we're okay with sex before marriage. I mean, if you read through the lines and the loopholes, that's initially what it could be saying. Do I think that? Not necessarily. But nonetheless, it all falls under the sin of apathy. Because you see, that's, here's what's going to happen. With same-sex marriage now booted down the road for Lord knows how long in India, 
and there being apparently a large number of same-sex individuals in India, where do you think they're going to come? Now, not that I have anything against Indian people coming here. I know a lot of Indian people. I love them. They're very nice people and everything. But that's just another thing. Listen, we're worried about open borders with, the, with Mexico and open borders with people coming in of terrorists and things like that. I mean, at some point in this country, we are going to become so accepting that we can't support all the people we have here. And furthermore, does one think maybe this is the reason that India says, we're not going to do anything. Let them go to the U.S. They'll take them over there. Hey, it's, a, it's, it's just another expense off of the Indian government they don't have to deal with. We'll just rule against same-sex marriage. We'll kick it down the road, knowing it'll be five or six years. A number of them will go to the United States, and they won't be our problem anymore. And here we sit apathetic about it and say, man, it's okay. Come on. We got room. When the truth is, we don't. The new woke mentality and the sin of apathy. Brothers Jack here from the pulpit of the Church of Common Sense. Well, things are going to be different this year down at the old school. Since that federal funding mandate Put in some new rules The school board says you can salute Whatever flag you like And the rainbow's flying right up there Beside the stars and stripes The tests are all on Google So everyone can pass Teachers are making TikToks, YouTube's teaching class. The principal is virtual when he's not selling real estate. And the school nurse raises cannabis at her farm up by the lake. All things don't look the same, I guess they never will. Since Congress passed that anyone can be what they want, Bill. That once proud institution you'd hardly recognize. And Jefferson is now the new woke junior high. She can become tall Patty's got two daddies One used to be her mom Old Penny wants a piece Since Bill showed hers to Sue Jesus ain't allowed But half the school is named Jesus The new sports rivalries With the Crosstown Unicorns where the loser gets a trophy and the winner will be scorned. No 
things don't look the same I guess they never will Since Congress passed that Anyone can be what they won't build The future is in question It cannot be denied Since Jefferson became Of the new woke junior high At home, now replaced by green technology. The boys' golf team no longer has to play from the back tees. English is now optional, Spanish is required. The school bus is electric, but the driver is still wired. Old oh, things don't look the same, I guess they never will Since Congress passed that anyone can be what they won't build The future is in doubt, it cannot be denied Since Jefferson became the new old junior high Jefferson is now the new woke junior high. Uh, excuse me. I believe I need to see the school nurse. Oh, nurse? Nurse? The countdown of the sins that will do you in uh, for the week ending November 25th continues here. With Brother Chuck from the pulpit of a Church of Common Sense. And we're up to sin number two of the week. And this week it is the sin of greed. Well, remember what we say. Everything can be solved with just a little more money. That's all we need. And this week discussing the sin of greed. Here's another factor from the COVID days. It's, it's amazing that COVID-19, by the way, we're, we're about to go into 2024 and we're still going to be talking about COVID-19, COVID-19 forever. But it's amazing that we're still using the COVID-19 excuse pretty much for everything. And yes, that includes the sin of greed. You might want to read the fine print before you do your shopping online this year, especially when you hit that add to cart button thinking that you can just send it back if you don't like it. That's long been the big deal, by the way. You order it, you don't like it, and you send it back. Ah, no problem. We'll take it back. Sure, you got it. Not so fast. While it was a big deal and it caused people to do a lot of online shopping in the COVID era, Amazon and a lot of the big online companies are now saying, wait. That was then, this is now, and what applied during COVID isn't necessarily the same now. So you got to read the fine print, or you can send it back, but there's a lot of I's to be dotted and T's to be crossed. Many retailers admit they are rolling back their loose return policies that helped propel online shopping's upheaval of in-person buying, after COVID broke out and was going to kill us all. 
An estimated 45% of retailers now charge if you want to ship something back. And by the way, that's an increase from 30% in 2021. Retailers that now charge customers in some areas to send back their online purchases. Some pretty big names. J. Crew, Saks Fifth Avenue, American Eagle, just to mention a few. Now, there's no question as to why. You see, processing these returns costs companies a lot of money. About 16%, as a matter of fact. 16 cents on the dollar. Or $160 million for every billion dollars of merchandise they sell. And this is according to the National Retail Federation. The pandemic prompted people to shop remotely, folks often buying more than they could afford to keep. And that caused retail return rates to jump up 15% in just a couple of years. And yes, even the e-commerce giant Amazon is feeling it. Amazon led the free return policy and the movement. They brought in $514 billion in revenue last year, but paid, now get a load of this, $84.3 billion to process returns. Now that, granted, is a little less than 16%. They do better than most. But still, that's $84.3 billion that they would rather not have to deal with. And that, by the way, that number is more than twice the number they did in 2019. But in 2019, the company only made $280 billion too. So statistically, it's better, but still, nobody wants to have to deal with $84.3 billion. Now, Amazon says they charge a dollar for returns that are made at a UPS store, especially when you could go to Whole Foods, Amazon Fresh, Amazon Ghost Staples, or Kohl's, and return it free there. Yeah, you can do the free return, you just got to go certain places, and that may be what you need to consider going forward when you're doing your online shopping this year. Look for things like that. Uh, That's one reason Staples decided to start widely accepting Amazon's giant returns. Amazon's partnership with Kohl's netted the department store 2 million new customers last year, so they're good with it. But as the retailers crack down on returns to avoid hearing another, it was broken when I got an excuse. There's another side to this story. Some companies... Actually, hope you'll send your gift back. Why? Because they'll turn around and sell it and recycle it. It's called re-gifting in the holiday world. Reverse logistics, though, in the business world. The supply chain process of returns, a little-known but rapidly growing sector of the economy that's booming alongside the rise in online shopping. Venture capital firms pumped nearly $200 million into reverse logistics last year. Loop Returns, which sells software to companies looking to streamline the return process, raised $115 million at the end of the fiscal year 2022. Established companies see potential in what they call reverse logistics. And what that means is they want you to send it back because then they'll turn around and resell it. Now, how does this work? Well, let's say you buy something for $25. All right. You send it back. It costs you $5. Well, guess what? Then the company turns around and sells it for $22 and has a no return policy on it. So they've netted the $2 on the deal anyway. It's a big deal, big business. 
historically returns head straight to a landfill, but not today. These reverse logistics companies focus on repairing some products, reselling some process, and even recycling some of the stuff you don't want. So it's good old-fashioned greed, and it all goes back to the COVID monster once again. You know, COVID was going to save us all. That was after it killed us all. And greed, the sin that keeps on giving the year-round. Brother Chuck here for the pulpit of the Church of Common Sense. And our countdown to the sins that will do you in. All we really need is just a little more money. And the future would be clear every day bright and sunny. If we had more cows in the land of milk and honey, everything would be fine. With a little more money I know somewhere There's got to be a stash And all we got to do Is get our hands on that cash Things wouldn't be so tense If we had more dollars and cents And cents enough To somehow make it last All it takes is more money just a little more money And the future would be clear Every day bright and sunny If we had more cows in the land of milk and honey Everything would be fine With a little more money Yeah, there'd be less fighting Be a lot less greed Everybody would have Everything they need well, I bet we could feed the hungry Maybe even clothe the poor And everyone would have Everything that they wish for With a little more money Just a little more money Yeah, the future would be clear And every day bright and sunny just a few more cows in the land of milk and honey And everything will be fine With just a little more money If everybody would work Like they needed to There'd be a lot less work For those of us that have to Jobs would be done right And no one could complain We'd all have money to spend with each other again If we had more money Just a little more money Ah, the future would be clear And every day bright and sunny If we had more cows in the land of milk and honey Everything would be fine With a little more money if we had more cows in the land of milk and honey Everything would be fine With a little more money
We're up now to our number one sin of the week here from the pulpit of the Church of Common Sense and Brother Chuck with a countdown of the sins that will do you in. And you know them well. We talk about them all the time. Ignorance, arrogance, greed, deception, laziness, apathy, the occasional sin mixed with the disease of hypocrisy. But our number one sin of the week this week is the sin of pride. And this comes straight from our good old anti-social media file. Social media has turned cannibalistic. As I once used to say about the gossip snake, be careful when you let it out. The gossip snake will eventually turn around and bite itself in the ass. Hence what is happening with social media. Perhaps you heard about this last week. Elon Musk becoming the target of a watchdog group called Media Matters. After Media Matters put together some reports showing some not-so-flattering images of X, or Twitter as it used to be called, and caused several big names to pull their ads off of the social media giant. Among them, Apple, Disney pull their ads. So here's what happened. A user posted that Jewish communities were able to post hatred against whites by supporting the immigration of minorities, which is a common neo-Nazi talking point that's been used to justify violence against the Jews. Elon Musk, the head of Twitter slash X, says you have said the actual truth. And that interaction went viral with some saying that Elon Musk was giving the green light, if you will, for Jewish hatred on his X or slash Twitter platform. So the following day, the advocacy group Media Matters released a report showing certain ads for giants like Apple, IBM, Oracle, Xfinity, Bravo TV, running on the platform right next to the pro-Hitler and Holocaust denial post. Well, guess what happened? Boom. Apple, Bravo, IBM, Oracle, Xfinity, Disney, all started pulling their advertising from the social media giant. Listen, if you haven't figured out, I'm going to give you a little insight here. And this is information for free, and it's worth exactly what it's costing you. But if you haven't figured out, the social media platforms that you don't pay for, i.e. Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, whatever, they make their money just like we have for years in the broadcast business. We don't get paid to play records. We don't get paid to post government announcements. The government doesn't give us a subsidy with the exception of public broadcasting, and they get one from the government. But we make money off the advertisements that we sell to clients to promote their goods and services on the radio. Same thing that the social media giants are doing and have done for quite some time. That's how they continue to be free. And when you go on Google, you're eventually going to be targeted by whatever you search. If you search for a new car, guess what? 
15 car dealers are going to show you their line of cars. You search for a hamburger, you're going to get offers from everybody, from McDonald's to Burger King to Subway to Jack in the Box to Wendy's to whatever uh, fast food chain you have around. That's just the way it works. You've got to put up with ads. It is what it is. In my business, I don't mind putting up with the ads. I want to see the ads because I want to know what's going on. But you take, for instance, Elon Musk and the situation with saying you can have free speech. The problem with free speech is it's not really free. The gang up mentality, and believe me, I have suffered it over my career for 40 plus years. The gang up mentality has and will always exist where people can gang up on anybody they want to. If you say something they don't like, I remember when I worked at a radio station in a little bitty crap hole of a city in Louisiana. And there was a local convenience store there that did business with us. It was one of our largest advertisers. And I said something that was taken in the wrong light by a certain group of individuals, and they suggested to everyone to boycott this advertiser. Well, what's the advertiser do? The advertiser pulls their advertising. We lose money, blah, blah, blah. This goes on with several people. You lose a lot of money. Now, it can backfire depending on the business. I had a golf shop one time. And the golf shop said they were going to pull their advertising, you know, because of something I said on the radio. And in this particular case, they thought because it was, in this particular situation, I should say, they thought because it was, you know, unfair to blacks. Now, it's a golf shop, okay? I mean, you serve 100 customers, one, maybe two might be black. So you can carry those one to two, fines. that's fine. In that situation... I just went and got another golf shop, eventually put this guy out of business. I hated it for a while because he was my friend, but then I didn't care. You know, he made a bad business decision. I made my, my business decision based on what he did. But this is what happened. So this is the problem with social media. You promote free speech, free speech, free speech. Say what you want to, and guess what? That gets you tons of followers. Oh, yeah, man. Listen, I posted something recently on Facebook and yes, it was with the uh, uh, whole transgender situation. Got over 8 million views. Now, probably, I would dare say, there were several thousand, maybe 100,000, 200,000 that were negative of what I said. You're going to have that. If I had been aligned with a certain company, Mattress Support or uh, Folgers Coffee or, you know, whatever beer I drank. Actually, that would have probably done good in this case because it was a beer company. But if I'd been aligned, say, for instance, with Epiphone Guitars, well, people would have stopped buying Epiphone Guitars because of, of, of what I said, and Epiphone would have probably canceled. That's the way things work. It's the gang-up mentality. And now Elon Musk is realizing, realizing that free speech is not free. Of course, Elon doesn't give a damn. He's got all the money he needs. Trust me. But there you go. You build an audience allowing them to say and do anything. And then when they say and do anything, you got this great audience but your advertisers don't care because they don't want to be associated with you. The good old-fashioned cannibalistic social media snake. <laughs> Pride. Our number one sin that will do you in on this week, ending November 25th, 2023. we got a little more than a month to go in this year. Quite frankly, I'm ready to see it go bye-bye. Brother Chuck here from the pulpit of the Church of Common Sense. Now Mary went 
not sporting her best look Ran into a friend who decided to send out a post on her Facebook Then with a share share here and a share share there Soon that picture was everywhere Why a hundred people saw it before Mary was aware Her picture had even been took This is the age of anti-social media Yeah, the look at me, here I am Got your world behind technology Everything you do, everywhere you go Everybody thinks they need to know It's a welcome to the future and so long privacy Yeah, it's point and click, just that quick On the web it goes And from Japan to Pakistan They can see you pick your nose Anything that you do Could wind up on YouTube Making you the star of your very own reality TV show This is the age of anti-social media Yeah, the look at me, here I am Got your world of high technology Everything you do, everywhere you go Everybody thinks they need to know It's a welcome to the future and goodbye privacy Listen, I know the internet's a good invention I just don't believe it was the intention Of the greatest minds of our day For it to be used this way We got six-year-olds getting on Twitter Trashing their babysitter Hey, before you do it, better think twice Look around for a mobile device <laughs> This is the age of Social media Yeah, the look at me Here I am Got your world of high technology Everything you do Everywhere you go Everybody thinks they need to know It's welcome to the future And goodbye privacy Cause this is the age Of anti-social media Yeah, the look at me Here I am Everything you do, everywhere you go Everybody thinks they need to know It's welcome to the future and goodbye privacy It's welcome to the future and goodbye privacy Man, I'm telling you You can't even walk around naked no more anyway Nobody had this back in the 70s That whole streak you think probably would have